Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Fights here on this Monday, July 18th, 2022 edition of the show. Plenty to talk about tonight, including some Russell Westbrook talk, but want to make sure you all here get a chance to check out our website, nick-ish.com. Our very own staff writer, Omar, wrote a dope review of Chris Herring's book, Blood in the Garden. And if you're a fan of the 90s Knicks or just sports books in general, we'd highly recommend you check out Omar's piece and Chris Herring's book. And while you're at it, cop yourself some Nickish apparel. We got some hats, shorts, hoodies, and more pieces coming along the way, so check it out today. Now bringing in my partner, Nafi. What's going on, bro? Doing good, man. I mean, congrats to uh, the people that uh, uh, we had selected to get a copy of that. Like like my partner Mo said, Chris Hang's great book. Um, definitely recommend that as a read, uh, especially when, like, no actual Knicks games going on. Might as well, like, kill some time by reading some good 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 like you know stories about the, the age-old 90s that we can't stop hearing about you know what I mean and that's for good reason right so yeah but otherwise i'm doing good bro how you doing face i'm feeling good you know i loved uh, omar's review i would really really recommend you guys check it out uh it, the, the way he just has a way with words like you know you you think you're you're reading about his like life and family and then the way he ties it in with the knicks and like it, it just it makes it gives a live heartbeat to like the story that is the knicks and that, that's why there's knicks fans and not too many nets fans like not to already start bashing on the nets and stuff but you know like there's this live heartbeat to, to knicks fans and he really got down the passion with the 90s Knicks and whatnot. So I would highly recommend the book and highly recommend you guys check the review out if you're still trying to find out if you want to read the book or not. Yeah, shout out Omar, shout out Chris, both excellent writers. And, you know, Omar Omar's writing pieces often. He got a lot more coming along the way, so make sure you check it out. Uh, make sure you subscribe on our website because uh, we'll be sending out emails every time Omar drops a new piece. So look, make sure you guys are looking out for that. Uh Let's get into the first first set of business, Summer League. Faiz, take it away. What, what happened with the Summer League? Yo, I, I want to be like, you know, like, fuck Portland. Like, what, do they give out rings for Summer League championships? But, like, damn, they actually do give out rings for Summer League championships now. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, we talked about this all, like, through Summer League, all five games of Summer League. Like, I, we haven't been really like paying close close attention. Yeah, sure, we've watched the games, but I've been trying to like be like, yeah, I don't care about this. Yeah, I don't care about this when the inevitable loss happens. You know what I mean? To like prepare myself, and then we fucking lose, and I'm pissed as shit sitting in my room like, yo, fuck the Knicks. Like, I can't even have this. I can't even have a summer league ring. Like, damn, you know, <laughs> like trying to pretend to everyone that I don't give a shit, and then when it happens, I give a shit. So. It was nice to see Quentin Grimes really show, uh, like we've said, like that he could be an NBA starter. I feel like a lot of Quentin Grimes' hype and trade value got picked up through the Summer League. It wasn't great to see that when the defense really keyed in on him in the Portland game, they were able to exploit and like take advantage of Quentin Grimes. He still showed some flashes through it all, but you know, the score score was asked like th- through the <laughs> whole game. They were just like trailing. It, it was frustrating to watch. How, how about you guys? Well, any thoughts? 
No, uh, nah, bro. I mean, that's about uh, listening to uh, you talk about summer league is about as as in depth as I'll get with summer league analysis. But I will say spot on analysis. That's <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. You know what I mean? There's reporting to you live from folks. summer league. No, but you, live from Nick's not, summer you league. mentioned before about you know summer league did show something else outside the actual game, and that was more important for as far as the season goes, and that's the unity you want to. You know, tell the oh yeah, I mean that, that shit like that. It was just some like offhand comment, but like I mean, the Knicks fans have seen like motherfuckers that are as, as like obsessive as we are about it. We tuned into the summer league games. You may have noticed in, in the recent games, I don't know which one exactly, but it was basically a whole like family reunion going on front row. James Dolan was there, and like people can like fact check this. I don't know how often he shows up front row at like summer league games, but he was there. Side by side with Leon Rose, Tibbs is happy as shit. You know, and you know how like the national media and the broadcast loves to point out anytime Tibbs smiles because I don't know that joke just didn't get old in 2012. It's definitely not old now, right? But um, with that being said, I noticed obviously the players were there. Julius, obviously he who shall not be named was there. Um, Cam Reddish was there. Uh, very pre- prevalent in all like photos. We know about Obi and IQ supporting the other young guys. But yeah, I think that was my biggest like non-basketball related takeaway. It seems like they're presenting a unified front, and I drew a, like a connection. You know what I mean? Just tell, telling y'all offline, just about how like, you know, Dolan is gets gets painted as a dude that intruder on the mellow discussions, and this is a whole different context ten years from now, right? But obviously back then the story was, you know, Dolan got kind of fed up of how the the, the mellow sweepstakes was going in, and he going on rather and he went in and like intruded on the negotiations and superseded Donnie Walsh and quote unquote gave up the farm even though I feel like all of us at least agree that trade was more than fair definitely I mean but whatever the whole idea being that like right now fast forward to the present Dolan might be problematic as well in such a high stakes negotiation and I feel like showing that unified front shows that like they're all on the same page and I think we as Knicks fans knew it was all on the same page just because we know Leon has been tight with Dolan for a minute, you know what I mean? And Leon obviously is probably a trusted negotiator for Dolan because for the longest time he was Melo's agent, you know what I mean, negotiating with Dolan. And then when Dolan needed to, like, find somebody to write his ship, his team, he hired the super agent, you know what I mean? So that was my takeaway, Talk, not speaking basketball. But, um, yeah, back to Grimes, I think he looked good. He definitely, like, showed out and... I was joking, but, like, yeah, it would have been cool to get that Summer League ring. Not even going to lie. But I'm glad, low-key, that we didn't because people are already making the fucking Summer League banner jokes. You want to talk about tired old jokes, I'll get kind of tired of that one. You know what I mean? But that's what I feel. How y'all yeah. feeling about my random ruminations about no, our I, I thought office? It was, I thought it was facts top to bottom. It's great for optics. It's great for, you know, us showing that we have a uniform culture that we're building, which... Which is crazy, I'm, and I'm a little hesitant to say culture because we heard about for Brooklyn for a couple of years, and we see what happened to them. <laughs> and when you have the Knicks and you have James Dolan, you never really know. But it's nice to see that it looks like we're we're uniform. We're in a position to make a move where everyone is on the same page. And you know, the kid who was showing out in the summer league was Quinn Grimes, and he was the focal point of the offense, and he still balled out game in game out. Shout out to Grimes; he was first. He was first uh, first team all, all summer league. I, I don't know. Is that what he you was call robbed it? of MVP? Or, Yo, fuck it, Keegan. He, he was. I should have been Quentin Grimes. Like if I mean? he if he is still on the Knicks, he's still wearing a Knicks uniform when the season starts. Like he's gonna, he's not going to be in a position like that where he where he'd have to take the mantle. But he's going to get much more open shots, and he's going to knock him down. He's going to and we saw him be able to do a lot more than what we saw in his rookie season. He's able to drive and he's able to dish it out. He's able to knock down the the open three. You know, frequently. I uh, you know last game aside, but I think. When you have 
Brunson on the team. You have RJ on the team. You got all these other guys on the team. Quentin Grimes is going to be like a fourth or fifth option. You know, he's never, or at least, you know, at most third, third option. Um, he's going to, he's going to do well in his role. And I think that's why, you know, with the he's way he balled guy, out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the like way he balled ca- out, it, it could work. And we're going to transition now to, to Donovan Mitchell. The, it could, you could make an argument that he should be the focal point amongst a lot of picks when you trade, you know, him for for Donovan Mitchell. So, Fies, let's let's get into that. Donovan Mitchell, what's uh? No, hold on. We gotta we gotta put in the sound effect right now after the fact. But like, we're moving into the new segment. We're calling it Spider Watch. Dun 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 You know what I mean? Because like, I thought I would be honest with you. There you go. You see, my man feels it. But uh, I thought, no, to be honest with you, I thought this deal would have been done. I think I guess I bought into the hype just because, like, oh, shit, we haven't been in a public negotiation over a star like this in a minute, right? So I just thought the deal would have been done by now. So, yeah. Tee it up right now, boys. We uh, checking in on the spider sweepstakes. What's going on? How are we feeling? Well, I'm coming to you live from Forest Hills uh, with Spider Watch. <laughs> Look, you know we we got uh, Donovan Mitchell at the Mets game live at City Field. So, um, rocking I, the wrong orange and blue, but you know what I mean. It, it, keep it in the family. It's it's close, close enough, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, the thing with Donovan Mitchell right now and and this whole situation is we, we've we've talked about this at nausea, like. We know what uh, Danny Ainge is like, and we know how Danny Ainge is is always going to be this master negotiator. And I feel like he's met his match, not in terms of like Leon Rose has the history and, you know, the experience that Danny Ainge has in the NBA altogether. But Leon Rose isn't blinking in the staring contest. Like, it's clear that if he wanted to make this deal happen, he could have already thrown the farm and closed and negotiated the deal because the Knicks by far have the best offer. You know, like, let's say we keep it, uh, like, at five picks. That's still more than what the next best team can offer, which is the Miami Heat. Now, a lot of people are, are pushing for the Miami Heat gender, but I'm here to shut that down. The most Miami can offer is two first-round picks, and to even offer a third first-round pick, they would have to negotiate with Oklahoma City to close the, to take off the protections on that pick. Now, why would Oklahoma Oklahoma City do that if they if them Bro, taking Winhorse off? Bro, over here, shit. You, you know, <laughs> now, I, why I, would Oklahoma City? I, do I, that? I, I got to do the pointing and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oklahoma City is, doesn't want to make the Heat better. They have the Heat pick, so the only reason they're gonna do something like unprotect that pick is because they're being incentivized. And Miami is strapped for assets. So on top of that, the player that this this deal would be around would probably be Tyler Hero. And we've heard from the RJ front and like what we can like take from the Utah Jazz's negotiation side. They don't want a player like RJ. They don't want to have to play a pay a player max contract. Danny Ainge wants a clean slate. So if he doesn't want a guy like RJ, who the league, you know, taking I, I saw the Bleacher Report poll that says RJ has far more value than Tyler Hero. Why are they gonna surprise, go for a guy? Surprise. You know, why are they going to... Something that's common sense to the rest of us, but why would they go for a player like Tyler Hero and two, maybe three picks? The Knicks have the clear best offer, and Leon Rose knows that, and both can be true. Utah can have leverage by having a player, and the Knicks can have leverage because they have the best package. So right now it's a staring contest, and I'm hoping Leon Rose don't blink. And that's the word on the street from our spider watch correspondent. No, 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 no. Throw back to Mo. Mo, how are we feeling in the studio? How are we? To this latest update. I mean, I mean, what we're seeing is just good business. You know what I mean? Like, if <laughs> He's if not a businessman. He's if, a businessman. <laughs> if, if the Knicks wanted, if the Knicks really wanted 
you know, Donovan Mitchell, gun to the head, they could have gotten him already. We know that they have the Easy. assets for it, but he's not doing it because it's not the smart move to make, and it's frustrating. Not frustrating, but it's annoying to see, you know, folks on Twitter being like, you know, what's good with all these first-round picks that the Knicks guy thought they were so that's valuable. That's Twitter, bro. Like, yeah, that, that's a fucking cesspool of... Yeah, like, obviously they're valuable. Obviously you don't want to use everything you got, the whole farm and the kitchen sink, to get Donovan Mitchell because... Let's be honest. He's not a tier one kind of NBA player. He's more of a tier two, and we not, we understand. Not to shit on Donovan Mitchell. He's never made an All NBA team. Yeah, and and exactly, and, and he's not being signed on to be the player to take us to the NBA Finals. But he's gonna he's being signed to be a piece to get us as close as possible to attract another superstar. Possibly, right? And then we're gonna we're gonna adjust, and then we're gonna keep it going. This this is a formulated kind of plan that the that the Knicks front office made when Leon Rose and, and Worldwide West came to the Knicks. And the fact of the matter is that they're doing the right thing. Um, obviously, you know the pressure starts to set when when the Jazz say that they want to hear every you know other teams' offers and circle back. And all in we a can say is weeks. what offers. You know what I mean? Not to cut you off, and, like and what offers? Exactly. <laughs> and like like Faiz said, there's there's really no other offers to, for other teams to make, and that's what the Knicks have been preparing for. They they prepped everything to, for this moment, and they're not going to let everything go for this player because. Let's say, let's say, for example, they gave in, they gave up all those players, IQ, OB, and all their draft picks for Donovan Mitchell, and God forbid, dude gets hurt for a season, we're fucked. We're just gonna like we're gonna screw everything up. You want to keep those role players, and you want to keep these these high these rising stars in IQ and OB and maybe Grimes, and just make the right steps, and that's what they're doing. And we'll, we'll get to Russell Westbrook in a sec because that's also an interesting piece. But but, but real quick, yeah. like e- even if for the fans who are really eager and really excited about the Knicks making a trade and want to give up the farm, listen, the most a team can get up to is maybe five picks. Like before they even do that type of trade, the Knicks can come in and be like, you know what? Yeah, they're giving five picks. We really want Donovan Mitchell. Let's make it six. You know, they, they have that leverage. And on top of that, the Knicks have the leverage of their own mediocrity, if we're going to be honest. Because let, let's look around the league. Like, you know, let's call a spade a spade. A Knicks unprotected pick is very valuable. Like, yeah, there's regardless, way more upside to it. I mean, as Knicks it, fans, we can admit that. Right. Yeah. We could draft probably an all-NBA team based on that. Like, who? I think we got uh, LaMarcus Aldridge was one of the players. Gordon Hayward was one of the Knicks picks. Like Jamal Murray. Jamal, like, there's so many players that Knicks unprotected picks have netted. So, netted like, yeah. and could have netted, too. You know, so like Donovan we know, Mitchell. We know what the Knicks pick cat. Like we're, we're hoping that it doesn't follow that trend, but come on, we're going to have to follow history. And Danny Ainge has been in the NBA long enough to know that he could bet on that. So the Knicks can always just come in and swoop in with the godfather offer if they really, really want Donovan Mitchell. And the other thing is that Donovan Mitchell's been in the NBA for what now? Six years, seven years? And he's been Five. in the playoffs. Put mad years on him already. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's, he's going to be 26 right now. He got drafted after though. he was like 18, 19. So that's like. What's, what's like 2022 I'll tell you minus exactly. 2017? What's that? What's 2022 minus 2017? Well, it's about to be 2023. So this is going to be a sixth season. One, two, three. I mean, it's been five four. years, though. Yeah, so like, five years. This is going to be the sixth season. Yeah, there you go. So six, so six years. No, I'm just being a dickhead. <laughs> so six years. Listen, he's been here a decade. <laughs> he's been in the playoffs every almost. I'm pretty sure every year. Every since year he's been he's in the, the playoffs NBA. every year. Yeah. Why would he want to be on a team full of G leaguers? 
and like he's gonna want to have that. That's 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 my point. When people say the Jazz and Danny Ainge have the leverage, why would Donovan Mitchell want to be on a team like that and then not demand a trade? The, the only and then leverage they're lose that all they have, whatever quote unquote leverage that they have. The only leverage they have is that they have Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. That, that's exactly. it. That's and it. the thing is, like to y'all's point, Ainge already showed his hand because he he hit the he hit the detonate button already. He t- traded away Gobert, three time Defensive Player of the Year. The, the one who had the bigger market. Yeah, exactly. Like to your point, like to to y'all's point, like there's, it's a staring contest, and Ainge put himself in a staring contest because he showed his hand, and like Gobert, like, the value there was already set, and we know that like when when Danny Ainge, his history, and the fact that what just happened, he we know that when he blows shit up, he blows it all the way up. You know what I mean? That's what we're working against. I don't think he wants to bring Donovan Mitchell into training camp. You know what I mean? Like I don't care what the fuck they put out publicly. I mean, or like what his media cronies say, which, by the way, that shit is shameless and disgusting. The, the media coverage we already know about the Knicks, but like, don't get me started, the, please. My the motherfucking ain't the, the motherfuckers you know that have ties to Ainge, like Tim Bontemps. The man, the man covered the Celtics for mad years. You know what I mean? You know, Ainge was one of his sources. You know what I mean? Brian Winhorst, we know what it is. You know what I mean? Like he was doing his whole like campfire story on first day for a reason because Ainge had already told them what was going on in Utah. You know what I mean? Like, and then boom, the Gobert trade happened. So, with this, I think the biggest thing I want to, like, mention before we even kind of move off this to the Russ Westbrook talk, and I don't, I don't want to do that, but fuck it, we have to. It got reported. The thing with Mitchell is, which you already covered, like, he's not a finishing piece, you know what I mean? And I think what we can kind of draw comparison to is, like, obviously they're different levels of player and their age is different as well, but I draw a comparison to when the Pelicans traded for C.J. McCollum. You know what I mean? They got a, a piece to build around Zion to help the team make the team better in the present to support Zion and Ingram. Mitchell will make, obviously, R.J. better, just like he'll make Jalen Brunson better. You know what I mean? We're kind of following that template. So. And here, here's the other bullshit. They're saying that Miami would be a better place for Donovan Mitchell to land. How is Kyle Lowry, six foot one, and Jane Butler, six foot seven, any different from Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett? Same size. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It's, it's a and then, like, To the whole point about, like, first of all, I want, like, fights are later out why I'm, like, for, I'm only always going to be worried about Pat Riley, just to kind of gather my thoughts. I'm always going to be worried about Pat Riley just because he's Pat fucking Riley. Like, this man is, the Miami Heat record for the last 20 years is proof, like, of what he is as a GM. Um, but... I'm not actually worried because they don't have the assets and like as far as laid out, OKC has no incentive to help them. And I'd even say they have incentive to help us just because I think it's been made clear since we had Scott Perry come in the front office way back in 2017 or 18, whatever. We have ties to the OKC. Exactly. Scott Perry was there in Seattle. He worked with Sam Presti and then we just made a deal with them like where they gave us a bunch of picks and we helped them get Usman Dang or Jang. Sorry. We have I'm a good relationship it. with OKC. Exactly. So like we scratched their back enough over the years. You know what I mean? For by, them to like not way, even want to entertain combos with Miami. That's the whole connections and relationship aspect of the front office that it's it's with players, but people overlook that with front office as well. You know what I mean? Because we also got Frank Zanin, assistant GM. He came from OKC. A lot of y'all don't know. There's, you know, while Perrin gets, gets the shine, but Frank Zanin is in the front office. He has OKC ties, you know what I mean? So shit like that is like people got to remember connections don't just apply to players, but also across the league, bro. Like it's, it's these all, all these teams are in the same well, league, you know what I mean? Like they talking, all got to work since together. Since we're talking right? about relationships, like Danny Age and Pat Riley do not fuck with each other, by the way. 
Exactly. Pat Riley has sent like Danny Ainge a fact saying like fuck you or something like they have a lot of beef there too. <laughs> so I don't really see a reason for Danny Ainge to go out and help Pat Riley right now. And I also like let's let's go even further dissect this. Like if the Miami Heat is gonna do a trade where they're gonna gain assets, they're looking at Kevin Durant. Like I know Donovan Mitchell's a prize, but he's in a different tier than what they want. Like they would try to use those assets likely to to get someone like Kevin Durant. So. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to Jeremy from Nick's Film School for talking about why um, the Jazz would be incentivized to get rid of Donovan Mitchell quicker. Um, they want to get they want to get Victor this year, and why even worry about Everybody other teams? Is. You know why worry about other teams' picks when you can control your own destiny and tank? You know without Donovan Mitchell, like even I know like half of your Donovan Mitchell doesn't loot make his value go down. But half of your Donovan Mitchell gets you a lot more wins than you want. In a, in a conference where clearly teams are tanking, with the Spurs getting rid of DeJounte Murray, OKC still, you know, kind of tanking, kind OKC of OKC doing like, OKC things, you call know? spade to spade. So, so the Jazz are clearly incentivized to, to get rid of it. And Donovan Mitchell has no players to play with. They also got rid of O'Neal. Like, they, yeah, they got rid of Ingles during the during the season because he got injured. So yep. who, Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell, and like, Bogdanovich are gonna convince me that they're gonna do something? Come on, man, that's not that's not realistic. It's a staying contest. Like we like it all just boils down to what we've been mentioning, man. Danny is staring at Tony Soprano, Paulie. Shout out, Paulie. R.I.P. Yo, rest in and, peace, Tony Sirico. Yep, yep, yep. And and Silvio. Well, let's Scott Perry be Silvio. I was about to say earlier <laughs> on when you were saying like you got you know God forbid Don Romero has an injury. Like I was about to like chime in right there. Like, God forbid. You know what I mean? Rest in <laughs> peace, Paulie. You know what I mean? God forbid. You know what I mean? So. God damn, bro. That shit I think hard. this is this is going to be a key pivotal moment in the Leon Rose front office because while a lot of fans, while a lot of media were laughing at the Knicks for making that that draft night move, like he it might end up being the 4D chess move that ends up getting him kiss the ring Godfather moment. Donovan yeah, but Mitchell we know what it is. Doorstep. Like even if like yo, knock on wood, we all hoping that this happens. But like, even if it does happen, the goalposts will move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're already right. doing right now. They're pre-hating on a move that hasn't happened yet. You know I mean? will say one positive thing that I've gotten out of this last three years. I have not heard one good thing about the treasure chose of treasure chest of assets that the Knicks have. All of a sudden, Quinn Grimes is doing great, man. Obi Toppin is this amazing player. RJ Barrett, why would the Knicks trade him? I heard y'all hating for the last three years. So so I, I didn't forget. All of a sudden, now that they might go to another team, all of them are valuable. Keep that same energy at the trade deadline when we're trying to make moves, right? <laughs> Basically. Now, Shout out Han, too. He yeah. put... I, I don't want to fuck with Max Kellerman. I would acknowledge this Fuck Max existence. Kellerman. Fuck him. But, like... Han, Han put him in a body bag today, and rightfully so, because he called it as it is. Max Kellerman, like every other mainstream like puppet, is talking on both sides of his mouth, and that's for a reason. You could get away with it in sports commentary. You know that's I mean? a quote-unquote. Like you know that's a quote-unquote, talking out of both sides on your mouth. Yeah, Yo, exactly. Han, you know I mean? Han told it like it is. So, Shout know, out but friend, at the end of, the day, friend of Nickish, right? We see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Check out that pin post. Check out that pin post. Yes, sir. Y'all already know. But like at the end of the day, I respect what Han did, but... It's not gonna stop Kellerman. Yeah. Kellerman knows where his bag is. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna Yo, say stupid when shit. When the Nets gotta go 0 for 82, you gotta you gotta pay attention to the to the real New York team. You know? I'm just waiting for whatever team he bandwagons on. You know what I mean? Like so, has has he put out a press release yet about that? How's, which team no. are you feeling? He he no? said he said that he thinks that Brooklyn's still gonna outperform the Knicks, which is fucking. Oh, I mean, you supposed to, bro? Like you know what I mean? Just say the stupid shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> if the Knicks don't end up with Donovan Mitchell, would you guys? How would you guys feel? I feel like we covered it. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Because at the end of the day, it's whether like, they get him or not. Next. 
they still have eight first round. Like, I feel like if yeah, anything, if anything yeah. we've been highlighting the Knicks' assets more. If anything, right. the rest of the league is on notice that the Knicks are part of that conversation with OKC and whatnot, that they're ready to make a move. So they we all agree. It's not, it's not exactly. do or die, which is no. which I hate that a lot of people feel. It's not, it's not do or die no. with Donovan Mitchell. We made a lot of smart moves this offseason. I would love to have Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. He is the first star available, and we should try to capitalize on it. He's from New York. He, I mean, from the Northeast area. He wants to play in New York. Huge Mets fan. Like, yeah, we should try. But yeah. if it doesn't work out, we still have Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, all these guys on our roster. And it's like, not the same Knicks as last season because we got rid of all of our vets. Now right. it's just play the kids, let no them grow. No more Alec Burks at point guard. None of them. No more oh Alec Burks at point guard, bro. Oh, my God. Jalen Brunson is your New York Knicks starting point guard next year, no matter yeah. if this Donovan Mitchell trade happens or not. So exactly. I'm excited so no matter what. Yo, basically to Knicks fans, just chill. Just be like, don't fret. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not like, there you go. Like, I'm not going to go and police other people's fanhood, but just don't fret. Because at the end of the day, like, think about the champagne problems we're going to have. Last year, we worried about... Burks being point guard. Nobody cared about size at the point guard position when we had fucking six five Burks out there. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna poo poo Brunson and fucking Donald Mitchell in our backcourt if it were to happen. You know what I mean? So one step at a time, incrementalism or whatever the fuck. That's the goalpost move. Exactly. Like now that the Knicks are possibly trying to compete for like you know, playoff seating or uh, high, high-end high play-in seating by getting someone like Donovan Mitchell, all of a sudden it's like, oh, that doesn't move the needle for a championship. You, you don't you don't skip steps. These are stepping stones. Like, you, you got to make, you got to move up the ladder a little bit. And, and at, at a risk of sounding like the same media blowhards we shit on, I feel like we exhausted this thing. At this point, it's just a waiting game, staring contest. Do we want to talk about the nasty news I alluded to earlier? The Russ Westbrook, like, Nugget that dropped today from Mark Stein. I think Mo, that, you had it teed up, nasty. right? I, I don't know if we're it's nasty because ways. I don't want to even just like to have that transaction put in the NBA record books. Russell Westbrook. I was surprised Mark Stein. I don't want that shit. I, like, I don't want that shit. When I seen, it, I was like, Mark Stein. That's a pretty credible. No, let uh, let, let Mo uh, call out uh, what the rumor was. Like, what exactly was it again? It's like um, if we get Donovan Mitchell, right? Yeah, Who's like, if we get Donovan Mitchell, the Knicks would be interested in making a trade with the Lakers and kind of make it like a Randall Westbrook swap. And, like I, and I think dump. the and yeah, I think the idea is it would be a salary dump, and the Knicks would get extra picks from it, whether it's first round, second round, lottery, I don't know. And then they would probably waive Russell Westbrook. So I don't, I don't really see as nasty as if that's our way to get rid of Randall and at the same time get extra picks from the Lakers by doing them a favor by opening up their cap to maybe you know make a trade for Kyrie Irving. That that'd be pretty good. Would that open up a cap? I thought it was like in, in a scenario where like the Lakers can't get Kyrie, they get Randall instead, just because. Yeah, I'm not sure what else would go out from the Lakers if they got rid of Westbrook because they don't have much salary to give out. But I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I don't even know if there's more details to that. All I saw was the headline, but I don't know if that's. Well, yeah, the sign thing just confused me because I thought the latest word was just like the Lakers are internally debating adding picks to a Westbrook deal because they don't want to. Because that's what it's going to take. I mean, we've seen the other big news that came out this week was Westbrook and his agent of like mm-hmm. a damn near a decade and a half years, split yeah. up. And it's because apparently they have two different views of Russ's like value right now. His agent apparently was like, yo, just stick it out with the Lakers. You can't, you know, your, your value is shit right now. Russ is like, no, nah, I want to get out, apparently. Yeah. The so, and like the word I heard is that the Lakers, they don't want to give up picks. You know what I mean? A lot so. of conflicting reports. Right after this Mark Stein report, it comes out that the Lakers are going to run it back with the three. I saw so that like, too, and I saw that Westbrook, LeBron, and AD were on like some three-way call. Phone call, to, like, yeah. Figure out what 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 the mood is, what the move is. That shit is what depressing. The vibe is. Well. Taco so Tuesday. That's the move. <laughs> Taco Tuesday's the move. That's the only move happening in LA. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, like, it, it does sound a little bit too good to be true because, like, we're kind of gaining in every way, in my opinion. Like, if we're gaining assets and on top of that, we're, like, just taking on an expiring Russell Westbrook contract. Like, in my opinion, it sounds a little bit too good to be true. Like, we, we've been saying that we want to get assets to move off of Randall, and I do get why the Lakers would want a player like Randall. I know everyone's shitting on him, but... He's still averaging like 20, 10, and 5, 20, 10, and 6. And, you know, obviously he's playing with LeBron and AD. He's not going to be on ball as much. So I just feel like personally, I think it's, I I feel like it's water carrying for someone. I I feel like. Yeah, not to cut you off, but I think like the value in it is like what we were trying to interpret in our group chat. And like Mo called it out. Like, what if, if this is where we're already kind of entertaining salary dump scenarios for getting Randall out, that would imply that Obi wasn't in the Donnie deal because we would need the power forward. You know what I mean? So I'm like reading between the lines with that. So if, if we're already at that stage where Russ for Julius kind of framework is even being floated internally somewhere, I don't know where Stein got a shit, then that to me will tell me Obi's not going to go out in the deal, which I'm, I'm also getting Hope used so. to the idea that IQ's Hope not going out in the deal because of his friendship with Donovan. It might just be like, you know what I mean, Grimes and Mad Picks. And, and then like obviously Rose Grimes, and Fournier. Yeah, yeah. And not Rose, just that, it would mean Robert. that the front office recognizes that Randall and Donovan Mitchell cannot play together on the same team. It just I think they've been recognized, but I think it's just like, Openly, like real, really what it is, is like even if they wanted to trade Randall, like they can't publicly echo what the fans have been saying about Randall. They can't, they've, they've got to show some kind of value. That's why like when they was at the game, Utah versus Dallas, Worldwide West made their point to go sit next to Randall after they was like, a part or some shit or whatever that fuck was. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's really just like I, I'm encouraged by the fact that this came out when it seemed like for a while a lot of content creators and reporters were trying to message out that like you'll get used to Randall being here again. The, so the Knicks I'll take definitely that like doubled up their PR team after the Charles Oakley thing. I feel like a lot of this stuff is just like kind of like just talks just to like, you know, smoke screens and whatnot. Like, it, like what we what I talked to you guys about in the chat, like I really do feel like maybe this is Leon Rose doing clutch a favor. Like it could be like they're trying to do the Lakers a favor because like they don't really lose for anything from just throwing their name in there, like floating a name around. It could just be a back, you know, scratch my back. I scratch yours type of situation. But hey. Any idea with Randall off our team? Let's entertain it. Let's do all sorts of hula hoops and dance. And I'm, I'm I mean, with don't it. get me wrong. I've been trying to entertain that for a minute, but like, oh, there was no smoke. There was no Randall any kind right, of trade right. whisper until this, right? right. And like, be honest, that was depressing in itself. It got to the point where like, I don't even want to mention the dude on the pod. We we went several started, episodes without saying his first name. <laughs> I started convincing myself that like, hey, Jalen Brunson is like the best point guard Randall has played with. Don't so do maybe that. That's Stockholm Syndrome. It's, it's That's Stockholm Syndrome. It was bad. Please. It was bad. It nah. Was bad. Because I caught myself doing the same thing. Maybe maybe Jules will act right yeah, no, behind Mitchell and Brunson. Maybe. Nah. I'm maybe it's good, good on odd years. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, you know what I mean? The thought into my head, I was like, don't do it. <sighs> this, is, this is brainwashing live and direct happening. Um, I had to slap myself. Like, the hell. St- no, the Stockholm Syndrome was, was a good, good, good comparison. Because I'll be honest with you. Last time I caught myself was like when the haters last year were like, yo, it was kind of a fluke because he was doing it in like empty arenas. I was like, I want to side with y'all, but let's not do it yet. You know what I mean? I was, remember, I was like, there's no validity to that, and it turned out there was mad validity to that. <laughs> to, to that point, we just didn't want to believe it because you know optimism. But this is how I'm feeling now. I'm not gonna convince myself anything positive about Randall again, because like you know, t- to be fair, anytime we do have like negative expectations for him, he does well. So it's a reverse it jinx. Let's reverse jinx it. Hopefully. <laughs>
Maybe he's the most living embodiment of the concept of reverse jinx to ever played in the NBA. What y'all think? Yeah. Listen, we just need to see an off-season picture of Randall with the chains on. You know what I'm talking about? You know when he put the chains on and tried to act like he did some crazy shit? Like, all of a sudden, we get back to 40% shooting from three. But he did, he did do that his first season with the Knicks. Oh, the Beyblade season, right? Okay, he okay, did we lose don't a lot that. of weight, though, so maybe maybe, maybe that's going to be good. Maybe he'll uh, not have to handle the ball. or I, I, don't, I have no idea. Just, just don't bring up the like Julius at the three rumor. No, no, no. no. I, I saw I, that's, 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 a little bit of that a week or two ago. Really Come on. This is in 1985. We're not going to play a six foot eight hulking behemoth at small forward. <laughs> Unless he's LeBron and he demands it. But Julius you know. Randle is the most pure power forward as a power forward can get. Like, we would love to see him at center, too, and it's just not... He, he th- His fat ass cannot move from the four. <laughs> like, he, he's staying at the four. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, there really hasn't been much, like, like re- otherwise. The KD shit, do we want to hit on that before we call it a night, or...? It's been it's been kind of stalled from what I've been hearing reporting mm. from Forest Hills. Live and direct. I do I do have a feeling that the KD saga might leak into the the off the, the middle of the season like the trade deadline or whatnot because in my opinion I feel like the the teams that are in the running we talked about it could be the Suns the Suns are one of them and I feel like oh, yeah, De- they got DeAndre Ayton back we didn't talk about that on the pod right like, DeAndre Ayton came back right so they matched the salary which was a weird saga in its own I I didn't get that like they were gonna pay him anyway but they did shave a few million dollars off by matching Wait, the there salary. you go Robert Sarver cheapskate races. Saving money. That cheap you know is paying fifteen million in in luxury tax. So fuck him. Let him pay. Exactly. Him so he's, he's just like, I need better savings because we're not going to give him the contract. But, you go go out and get your contract, and then we'll talk about for it. For what happened? For aim to be part of that deal, I believe um, uh, that trade can't happen till the trade deadline in the in the middle of the season. So the Suns, for now, we could count out the Heat. I'm going to say no because they don't have enough assets, and then we can look at teams like. Portland possibly, but I think hey, yo, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Raptors a few weeks ago, and they're still looking pretty poised to make a move. I saw so I saw some shit on social media where like, oh, uh, KD was recently in Portland shooting at a local gym, apparently because he had like a friend there or some shit that like he was at an event, but also like Oregon is right by, it's like Nike HQ, Nike, Nike yeah. HQ, you know what I mean? So that and could be nothing. Dame, that could be Dame something. put up the picture with KD too. Remember? Yeah, but like that could just be Dame being as That was also, usual. by the way, that was before the KD rumor came out. That was before KD said that That's he true. wanted the trade. So maybe, but then now we got to think about like this. I don't know. I, mean, I haven't even thought about Portland at all. Like seriously, in the KD, do they really like, have? Do the they have an offer to give like know. Brooklyn? Like, I think with the Anthony Simon signing, they're kind of in the same position as as the Suns, where they have to wait until the trade deadline because Simons is not eligible to be traded now, and that that would be their best young ass. They don't even have so then. Otherwise, they don't have enough salary to even like try to put an offer together, right? Because so I know Shade and Sharp, I feel like would be a good asset, a appealing asset. You know what I mean? Like seventh overall pick. Up. Young he mystery just got box. Didn't he, didn't he tear something? Not yeah, but we've seen prospects get traded like when when they're like injured before. Like K- KP, you got a fucking the ACL could, tear. We still got net, two first the balls. The Nets can <laughs> take that chance. Like the Nets are in that position where they would, I, I would assume like they would be able to take that chance. Right, but, but like they're, but they're the, beyond they're that, they don't for, have enough salary. You know? They're looking for win now pieces though because they don't want to give Rockets their the Rockets their picks, their good picks and whatnot. So I'm assuming they still want to stay competitive to a certain degree. So let's see how that shakes out. And in Toronto, I feel like it's always sneaky. Like I feel like that smoke has kind of died down. They've been too recently. quiet. They've been too quiet. Like it's like I don't think they've done anything. They resigned Chris Boucher, I think. That's about it. Uh, 
I don't know. It's I think just, you're right. It'd be mad funny if like they like KD and Kyrie just stay in Brooklyn, but like you know Kyrie just doesn't want to play, and KD's just out there hooping again by himself. Like either way, we get to laugh at Brooklyn. So <laughs> that's all win. I'm looking for. <laughs> all right, Mo. Any closing thoughts on the KD saga? No, I mean I feel like there's not really much that's changed since. Um, I think two weeks ago we did enough dancing to get us through the whole summer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I think that's it. Um, appreciate you guys checking out this episode of Nickish. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Give us that five-star review on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple. And check out our website, nick-ish.com. Shout out Omar for that piece, Blood in the Garden. It was a killer review of the book. Make sure you guys take a moment to read it. Uh, check out Chris Herring's book. And uh, make sure you tune in next week for another edition of Nickish. Until next time, take care, everyone. Peace. Peace. Peace.